Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Stuart. Hey, Paul, how's it going? Not too bad. Christmas is just round the corner, feeling jolly. And yeah, we've got Cowboys action on Christmas Eve. We do. God, I feel like Christmas time in Scotland has to be like really pretty. Uh, not like, really. No. <laughs> no. I'll be honest, though, right? When it comes to decorating and stuff like that, Texas knows how to make it feel like Christmas. When I was there visiting my friend in Grapevine a couple of weeks ago, I felt like I was in winter wonderland. But whereas here in my hometown, all we've got is a wee rubbish LED Christmas tree out of our supermarket. That's it. Dang, I I thought you guys would go like harder in the paint for Christmas, like little Christmas markets. I guess that's more like England and Germany and all that good stuff. Germany, yeah. I, I think it's more of a whole UK thing. I think we're just lazy, I think, to be honest. And also the fact with the cost of living, electricity, people are not putting up as much decorations up in most recent years. So I think that's a lot to go behind it. So, yeah, because where it comes I to... I saw on TikTok in Austria, they did like a Krampus crawl. Oh, and that was terrifying because <laughs> <laughs> they're all at this like, cute little Christmas market. And then Krampus is like, wasn't it like if you're naughty, he like comes in, like eats the children or something like that. Oh my God. That sounds absolutely terrifying. <laughs> How do I know about this? And you don't. <laughs> I have no idea. I might, I might do that to I'm going to send it to you. I but they do- like look it up. They, it starts, it's at K, it's K-R-A-M-P-U-S. They look crazy and they go around and like, People will like volunteer, but they'll like come hit people with like these like switches and stuff like that. Oh my gosh. Oh god, I should do that to my niece and nephew. That would be hilarious. <laughs> yeah, you can scar them for life if you want to. Be, oh. Do your own little Krampus crawl. Oh yeah. I I am like I'm a good uncle, but I'm a terrible uncle at the same time. <laughs> yeah, you gotta keep them on their toes. They Absolutely. have to learn lessons. I, I kids need to learn these social skills from time to time. <laughs> can't let them be stopped. Absolutely. Can't let them can't get in the way with mother, that's for sure. Uh well, but it, we gotta hear first Texas does uh Christmas better than Scotland. Cheers to that. <laughs> and you have my vote in that for sure. <laughs> uh but yes, we do have the Miami Dolphins on Christmas Eve, which is a really interesting game to say the least. Um kind of scary like Krampus if you think about it. Mm, mm. Well well after last week's performance it, it did feel like Krampus, so Yeah. Yeah. 
But let's we talk about that game the better. Because, uh, I mean, I will say one thing, though, about last week's game. I felt yeah. as though Mazzy Smith got a little bit of unfair criticism from last week. When you look yeah. at the, the next-gen stats and re-watch the game again, I would say it was roughly about the 80% mark. James Cook ran to the outside of the edge, and that's where he was most effective. And when you saw the next gen stats, whenever he ran through the city, through the middle and the inside run, he was only gaining maybe like three to four yards per carry. Whereas on the outside, it was like five to eight at, on average. So if anything, Mazzy Smith and Osa Degizur did their job in the interiors. It's just our edge and our linebackers were just basically non-existent when it comes to stopping the run, uh, covering to the outside. So... It, collectively, it was a defensive unit problem, not yeah. one, not one person. And you said that before we went on air. It says, yeah, you're right. It's more of a, it's, it's a defensive unit. Yeah, and I had a sad use of uh, tap in for Kelsey on Girls Talking Boy. If you want to listen to a little insight, we talked a bit about diagnosing kind of the problems and just it really we are not a play from behind team right now. And like, it was very evident within the play calling. Mm -hmm. And just like, it, if you look back at that Brandon Cook's um, throw, like if he had completed that, I think that that game would have gone at least a bit differently um, because it really like dampened the confidence of that offense. And like, they just, they just felt like they, it felt like they were just doing too much. Yeah. And it, it, they could really just like, tighten that down and like play their game and yep. just kind of roll from there. But it was, it was a runaway freight train after halftime. Yeah. I mean, I feel like there's a whole chain reaction for the whole team. Like whenever there was a mistake on the defense, that the offense was more on extended pressure to put points on the board. And that led to more mistakes and getting shut out, falling out, falling out, etc. So, I mean, we can talk about referees and stuff like that. That's a whole different story. Like it's not it's not an excuse. Like players should still play to the whistle and just be disciplined. So going into this game, we need to make sure that we are disciplined and do not get caught up in the moment and make costly mistakes like holding calls in, in the backfield or pass interference calls when they shouldn't need to be. And yeah, we just need to get on with it and just keep trucking away because end of the day, if we really do play to our strengths, we will be the better team. But just due to lack of discipline and a uh, communication within both sides of the ball, it was that's what it really kind of boiled it down to to its core was that. Yeah, I mean, it it took the sting off a little bit to have the Eagles lose to the Seahawks the following day. Oh, that was beautiful. That was absolutely yeah. beautiful. I I was watching. It really was. Yeah, like I like I was like, should I stay up? For Drew this? Lock. They like they just disrespected Drew Lock in his own house, and he was like, nah. We're not doing this. What was so funny, right? I, I was sitting, it must have been about just like five minutes after midnight, and I, I'm like, I'm not feeling very tired. It's like, should I really stay up on a Monday night knowing I've got work the next following morning just to watch the Eagles play? And I was like, I, yeah. I was like, oh, screw it, I'll watch it. And when it was like 17.10, I'm like, 
Ugh, the arrows have got this in the bag. So I turned it off. It must have been about 2 a.m. And I woke up the next morning. It was 2017. And I was like, oh, yeah, dancer. I was literally just happily trolling on social media for that. Of course. And so yeah, I was like, so, don't mind what happened the, the day before this, but <laughs> yeah, and I had and I had to go and rewatch the highlights just to see what happened. And I was like, holy crap. And watching that last drive from Drew Locke, I tell you what though, if I was an Eagles fan, I would cut James Bradbury right now because he was terrible. Every play in that final drive, he was the target. And everyone, he gave up every single play in that drive, which was ridiculous. The one to Metcalf, the one to uh, Smith and Jigba, every single one of them, he gave them up. Yeah. It... Also, did you see um, Nick Sirianni, our you know, favorite man to absolutely hate? Um, he said that they were going for a defensive uh, pass interference. Mm -hmm when they threw it down there and like, just again, disrespecting <laughs> love, just like, let me throw it over here. He's not like, he'll like try to get it and he won't get it. And he just like comes down with it. I was like, you guys. Not, not just that. It's, it's kind of confirms what we've all been thinking about. It's like, they're not playing attractive football. They're frauds. They really are. And they're now finally getting, they're, they're slowly falling apart. You saw, you saw Jalen Hurts practicing, a ball security drills. You're seeing Nick Seriani talking about referees and stuff like that. It's like it's all crumbling down for the Eagles right now. And if we get this win against Miami and Washington, I honestly I, I'm calling it right here and right now. I think Tommy DeVito will actually would actually slay the Eagles. I'm calling it right now. I think he at least could get one of them. Oh, all we need is one of them. You just need yeah. one, one, one of those NFC games. That's all we need, and we just need to win the rest of them. That's all we need. <laughs> the recipe for success. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you want to see, um, RJ made a handy dandy rooting guide for you guys to check out. It's on Blogging the Boys Instagram, um, for easy reference. But it kind of gives you an idea of like how to improve our strength of schedule versus the Eagles, and also how to win the division. So gives you all the games to look out for this weekend so you can really have a rooting interest. It's more fun when you're, like, watching a game that isn't yours and, like, you have something to root for. There's a, there's a good investment looking into these other games because it really does make a massive impact towards your team especially. And and shout out to RJ for making all these infographics, making every every viewer, listener, or blog in the boys.com's jaw it, like, task easier to understand what is the next step for the Dallas Cowboys so big shout out to our commander in chief yeah I mean and the next best step is to beat the Miami Dolphins so we head there and we are going to play them on Sunday um I feel like they are every time I ask someone like how do you define the Miami Dolphins everyone immediately points out their offense which I think is completely fair. I mean, they did mm -hmm. put up a 70 burger on the Denver Broncos before this was pre Broncos having a little bit of a comeback, but still that's, that's wild. Um, yes, yeah, it's, it's unheard of 70 burger. Like that's not, as a, as a brisket cooking, not more than I don't want them to go for the record, but apparently, uh, 
I mean, even still, it was very impressive. And it was very like, and the fact that, like, obviously, like, even though the Broncos have got Sean Payton at the helm and stuff like that, a guy that we talked about extensively before, pre McCarthy, should we bring Payton in, all that type of stuff? It's like, I, I think it really just depends on any different Sunday. It really depends who shows up during that game. And obviously, Denver never showed up. Yeah. And I mean, they they just have such a strange if you look back at the games they've played this season it's all like they i think what is the i don't know the actual stat but they aren't really beating a lot of teams that are over 500 um so they're they're getting the uh, same thing that we are um <laughs> or we were but yeah no one's talking about that you're not getting yeah no one well cuz the dolphins are so like dolphins are like Everyone likes Mike McDaniel. People like Tua. Tyreek Hill's a freak. And that's kind of the extent of the um, spotlight on the Dolphins. Yep. Oh, and um, Braxton Berrios is dating a internet star. Other than that, like, and they have hard knocks. That's no one cares. Just, yeah. No, no one They're just like a non-offensive um, football team to people. Yeah, it's just like, oh, Miami, cool, whatever. Move along. Yeah. Like, They're like they don't do much usually. Like that's I just I just think people aren't like there. No one's like I hate the Dolphins. Yeah, the, I hate the, some Patriots fans, but like yeah, the, uh, no one cares what Patriots fans think because they've won like seven million Super Bowls. So that's about it. Yeah, I, I I would say a lot of that's now going towards Buffalo right now as well. Like because yeah. with Josh Allen, etc., like they're getting the more meteoric right. rise, the more popularity right now. So they're getting and they more... have beaten this Dolphins team twice. So yeah, yeah, true, true. Um, but yeah, the Miami Dolphins who are currently 10 and 4, same as us right now. Um okay. so... now that I've said all this, I don't mean to like, Im imply that they are anything to scoff at because they're not like no, this definitely team. not. The Chris put it well. well just to put this in perspective, this game is really a 50-50 game. According to ESPN.com, the Cowboys are 49.9% to win this game and the Dolphins are 49.7%. So it is literally 50-50 right now. You're talking about in the narrowest of margins this game. So it could be all good for Dallas or it could be all good for uh, Miami or it could be battle of the battle of the century. Who knows? It could be. Because um, when you do think about it, Nomeg, like when you mention the players and the stats, you've got the two best quarterbacks statistically playing against each other, and Dak and Tua, and you've got the two best wide receiver, well, two of the best wide receivers in the NFL going head to head, and CD Lamb and Tyreek Hill. Yeah, and as uh, we've seen, um, a good run game against us is uh, probably a good thing to have too, and they have Mostert and A Chain. A-Chain is a guy I really would love to have had at Dallas, to be honest with you. That like I remember when um when Mike uh Mike Poland was doing a scouting report, and obviously he's a big Aggies fan. He was very high on A-Chain, so I got to see a lot of his footage and that, and I thought, wow, that, that like he could bring something to the team if he was to come to Dallas. But when he ended up in Miami, I was like, ah, mm, I was like with him being behind Mostert uh, and stuff like that, like, but that game against Denver, he just came out alive. So he is a threat to be reckoned with 
And well, yeah. and you know that that's going to be one of their first. Th the thing is, they can go in and establish this run game against us, and that's not going to be great. As considering we're not going to have Hankins back this week, um, we are we're just going in a little thin. Yeah. Um, and we, that, that was exposed last week, especially. Um, and then if they if they can't, you know, get that going right away, throw it up to Tyreek Hill, throw it up to Waddle. Now that's considering if Tyreek Hill is playing in this game, I, they are holding him off as questionable, but I don't really buy that. I feel like he's going to play. Yeah. Well, um, now that you mentioned about questionables yeah. and stuff, let's just dive into the injury yeah, report. So, for so for the Dallas Cowboys right now, so Rico Dowdo, he had full participation on Friday. He is good to go. Uh, Filemi Fajoko is questionable. Jonathan Hankins, as you mentioned, is out. Malik Hooker was limited on Thursday and Friday and is questionable, as is Zach Martin, who was only limited on Friday. Tony Pollard had full practice this week. Tyron Smith is doubtful. He did not practice all week. And you've got Matt Willett-Stowe, who had full practices uh, all week, but he is still deemed as questionable. So that's the Dallas Cowboys. The Miami Dolphins, however... Uh, the player that we just talked about, David Achen, um, has a toe injury. He was limited, but there is no indication what his game status is. Same with uh, Taco Terram Armstead. He's been limited all week. Uh, defensive back uh, Elijah Campbell, he was limited on Friday and is questionable. Uh, offensive line Lester Cotton with a hip um, injury. He had full practice on Thursday and Friday but there's no game status available. Liam Itchenberg, um, offensive line, uh, has been limited all week, is questionable. Deshaun Elliott, the safety, uh, who's just coming off from a concussion protocol, he had full practice on Thursday and Friday. Uh, he's going to be playing by the looks of it. Uh, the big one, Tyreek Hill, with an ankle injury, did not practice on Wednesday, had limited practice on Thursday and Friday, and is questionable. Uh, Javon Holland, the safety, um, was limited all week, is questionable. Xavier Howard, the cornerback, really good player with a hip injury. He is limited uh, on first and Friday and is questionable. Robert Hunt, the offensive line, uh, did not practice all week. He is out. Austin Jackson, offensive line, is limited, questionable. Um, Raheem Mostert, the other running back we just mentioned there, uh, had full practice on Friday. He is good to go. Uh, Emmanuel Ogba, um, the defensive end, he is questionable. He's been limited all week. Uh, cornerback Cam Smith, again, limited all week, questionable. Uh, Durham Smith, uh, the tight end, limited, but there's no status of his, uh, for the, his well, there's no game status for him. And then there's Andrew Van Ginkel. Um, who's been uh, the linebacker has been limited on Wednesday, Thursday, and had full practice on Friday. So quite an extensive list for the Miami Dolphins there. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey. 
instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah. And I'm not saying that those aren't like valid entries. Um, but you just always wonder. And I think Mike McDaniel is a very eccentric guy. Um, but he's, he's likable. Unlike some of the other people that you could say that about. How can you not like him? That's the question. I, I, I don't know. Like, I would love to not like this man, but he's hilarious and <laughs> um, just a fun guy. But like, he does like to do these like kind of bait and switchy kind of things. So you're always like, can I actually trust that this, like, are they really questionable or you just don't want me to plan too much for them? Like, it, I don't know. It feels like that Mike Medeiros as like the ultimate troll when it comes to being a NFL coach. That's what it feels yeah. like. Yeah. And I, I respect that. <laughs> Absolutely. At the end of the day, it's all mind games. If you, if you can out coach the other team, by making them think otherwise about certain players that might not be featured, then you're winning the mental battle already. So that's... Yeah, um, and I, I mean all this to say, like, I honestly think that the Cowboys are planning for everyone to be playing. But um, it's just, it's reading those reports, it's always funny because I'm like, is he being serious or is he not? <laughs> I know, I know. But yeah, um, they just, they have a great offense honestly um and not knowing if you're gonna get Tyreek Hill even still like they have like Waddle is such a great um wide receiver as well so it's like like maybe he's not quite as fast <laughs> yeah he's very trustworthy Tua like has good instincts with him they're in sync so like you can't discount that even if Tyreek Hill is not playing yeah, I mean, compared to the last season, that there was the whole talks of like, um, to uh, like his career could be in jeopardy because of the concussions and stuff like that. Like from last year, I didn't even think he was going to come back. Honestly, never did I. But but by goodness, he has turned that around and really caused the uh, the naysayers eat some humble pie essentially. So, um, and credit is due. Like, Tua's been having a great season. Yeah. Yeah, he's been having a great season. They did do a good job of surrounding him with great players, so I think that has 
that helps a lot. His offensive line is protecting him as they should be. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to run this over with stat here as well. So again, our good friend, Mike Poland, you can go and check out his articles and blog in the boys.com. He made a wee interesting uh, reason to be positive for this game as the D Dallas Cowboys defense has fumbled the ball. Uh, so has forced fumble eight times this year, which is the fifth most in the NFL. And Dolphins QB Tua Tagovailoa has fumbled the ball twelve times this year, most in the NFL. Which I Ooh. didn't, which I did not know that. I didn't know that either. Because I thought it was actually the other QB that Tua was up, up in arms with back in college, which was Mister Jalen Hurts. So, <sighs> so, but yeah, that was actually quite an interesting statistic. So. That could be a, a wee factor um, to think about, especially now that we've mentioned about the offensive line for Miami right now. They've got a lot of injuries. Well, they do have injuries, yeah. Yeah, they've got injuries. As far as we know, Connor Williams is playing this game, as far as we know. Um, that he's not on the injury report. I can't see anything if he's on IR or anything like that. So we are expecting him to play. So um, should be very interesting uh, to see what, mix out of that scenario but yeah um yeah yeah i don't think that he is playing actually but um you know we'll see um regardless <laughs> um tua is nothing to scoff at he's still a great player that's that's the point though is like looking for those positive angles um you know you have a game like you had against the Bills. You need a little bit of a bounce back. You have to look at places where you can exploit that offense. I've just got the report. Yeah, he's definitely out for the game. He actually has torn his ACL, apparently. Yeah, I was like, I'm pretty sure he's on IR. Yeah, he's, he's out for the season. So, yeah, so there's going to be a massive advantage for Dallas in the interior for like Osa de Gizua and Mazzy Smith going into this game, going against the more more inner experienced offensive line in the, in the interior. So that's definitely a matchup to kind of keep your eyes on. Yeah. I mean, and then if you look on the other side of the ball, I think, because I feel like a lot of people, and even Saad was like this too, like he wasn't saying they're a bad defense by any means. He was saying that they're they're good, but they're not, you know, crazy. Like he thinks that the offense can like fair, like fare well against them, I guess. But I think the interesting part to me is the fact that Vic Fangio has our number. <laughs> yeah. He is running that defense. Um, I, I still think that our offense can like have a really good bounce back game against this defense. I just think it's, Pretty interesting going up against him. He does um he does play us really hard and really well. Um and he knows our I don't know what like who's slipping him information, but that man like is all over our office. <laughs> yeah, he's had a history of actually having a number and stuff like that, but hopefully we can break that cycle this week. I mean, I'm just looking at the depth chart right now and stuff like that. Like you've got players like so Jalen Ramsey, Bradley Chubb. Uh, Christian Wilkins and stuff like that, like really, really good players for their defense, yeah. impact players especially, like in both parts of the defense, from the defensive line to the linebacker core and all the way up to the secondary. So they've got 
what at least one good weapon in each of those three main areas of your defense? We just need someone to absolutely torch Eli Apple to like really put a cherry on top of the day. Yeah, like according to the the depth chart, Eli Apple is like fourth in the depth chart, which is kind of weird. I know. Well, if I mean, if, if Xavier Howard's not playing, maybe he yeah. gets it. Yeah, so so the, according to ESPN, the depth chart is Xavier Howard, Nick Needham, then it's Cam Smith, then it's Eli Apple on the left side of the cornerback position. On the right-hand side, it's Jalen Ramsey, Kadir Koho, Justin Bethel, then Keon Crossan. Bring it on, baby. Bring it. Just, just like, like The Rock says, just like, bring I, it. The thing is, I trust our, um, our wide receivers to, you know, Go up with contested balls if they have to. Um, I think this is. The, I think this could be the game for Michael Gallup to really get more physical in this game. Like, like this could be the game that that could really define him. If he like, like, because there's been so many frustrations from Cowboys fans because obviously he just signed a new contract, uh, not long ago, and you would expect more. Signing a new contract puts a target on your back. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, always will do. When you get a new contract and you're pretty much set for the next five years, set pretty much, you're always are going to get criticism if you're not a performance. In fairness, though, I wouldn't put it all on Gallup because he's not always getting targeted because we are spreading the offense a lot more. But I think this yeah. game, but the likes of this game, if you really want to go really attack these corners like Jalen Ramsey, for example, put Michael Gallup right on top of him. Get Be more physical with him. Like that's it. So I feel like it's gonna be a pretty physical game. Um the Cowboys haven't lost two in a row. Um and I they certainly aren't gonna want to start now. It's something that um you know Brian Brada says often is the more desperate team is usually gonna win out. Um it happened last week. The desperate team was the Bills, is the Bills. They are still desperate to make it into the playoffs and as they should be. Um but you know, this is a big game for us. And I don't I think the players very well know that, obviously. They're not dumb. Um and <laughs> just like I think we have a lot to play for here. So I think that they're gonna bring their A game. I think that I think I'm just kind of score predicting at this point. Um, I think we talked about this earlier. We both feel like it might be a bit of a shootout. Definitely. I'm just looking at the stats right now. Like, I'm looking at the highest recorded wide receiver uh, passing yards per game. So Hill got 215 in the opening game. So I'm just 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. Nine, nine, nine wins or nine games they've played. They've had over a hundred yards wide receiver in that game. In those games, whether it's Hill or Jalen Waddle, they've always had. They've had a hundred yards, so it's definitely their biggest weapon. Whereas the rushing yards, they had a really, really good start, but we're seeing a decline on it. Like Mozart and A Chain are slowly declining. Like you're talking about, on average of forty-five to forty-six yards. Then on the last, it takes a bad run defense to bring that average up. Oh, don't say that, man! Please don't say that. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I, you know that that's like the top thing on Dan Quinn's mind is like, yeah. how do I like stop this gushing wound from like being worse? Yeah. Um, 
those are two guys that you really have to think about this week. Um, but you can't just focus on that because when you do that, you're a little bit, you're leaving room for Tyree Hill and Waddle and is, I don't is Cedric Wilson playing? Because uh, <laughs> Let me just check. Uh, yes. Um, he is wide receiver number three. Yeah. They have Chase Claypool, Braxton Berrios. Um, they have people to throw to too. Like you can't discount that. So you have this like thin line, this open gaping wound that you have to take care of. That is your run defense. But then you like you still have, um, but the, again you have your you have good guys to help you out with that. Stephon Gilmore, um, yeah. Gordon Lewis, those guys have been stepping up and bland. That's can, we be- get, can we get a can we get a bland um, increase in? historic moments I, I think this could be one of the games that could do it because we all know Tua loves to throw the ball more than handing it right. off so if we can create enough pressure on the pass rush then it could lead to that mistake so I think this could be one of the games where Bland could outshine once again but it's never never going to be a guarantee so but I'm just going to say I wouldn't be surprised if if a Bland like got an interception or two or maybe a pick six who knows but i definitely think there's definitely going to be some turnovers in this game i think from both sides of the ball if i'm being honest yeah it's i think the way we both feel and you can correct me if you don't feel this way but i feel like we talked about this the the 50 50 of it all just feels so on the money yeah, like I think that the, could, I could see this going completely either way. And I really, and again, last week we didn't get to get an episode out to you guys, but we were really confident last week coming off of, you know, that the Eagles game. Yeah, we, we were very confident. My store and you really should think that our confidence would be pretty shaken from this. That's not part of this. It's really genuinely that like this team is so unknown mm-hmm. and like they could really go either way. Yeah. Yeah, like because the losses that they've had is to Philadelphia, to Kansas City, Tennessee, and Buffalo, and they it's been competitive games. Like they lost to one point to Tennessee, they lost to seven points against Kansas. Um, I'll try to do my math here: fourteen points against New England, and twenty eight points against Buffalo on week four. So, um. They seem to be getting better by reducing the deficit by every loss they've had. So, but every but the latest win, they obviously they completely blown out the Jets. That's the second blo- uh, like they blown out the Jets thirty to zero. So, yeah, I think you can't undercut the the Titans game though. I think that one was so incredibly weird, the way that that team collapsed in the last two minutes of the game. So, like, really, just don't count yourself out, and you could come back. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it really is the. I think this could potentially be one of the games of the season. Like you're going to see. We were thinking it was going to be last week, but it was not. <laughs> well, well, yeah, that's true. But that's probably going to be my prediction this week because I think this is going to be high action from both sides of the ball. There's going to be turnovers from both sides of the ball. I really have no idea how this game's going to swing. Obviously, when it comes to our predictions, obviously I'm still going to pick Dallas, obviously, but I'm going to try and think of a realistic approach towards this. So, 
Um, yeah, I know. And it really does change. Like if Tyreek Hill is playing, I feel differently than if he's not. That's going to be a big game changer. If Hill's I mean, and that's why he's in the MVP conversation, though. Yeah, a wide receiver in MVP conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. he's really a game changer. Like, the, that man is so fast. He's such a freak. Um, <laughs> do you want to give your cheeky prediction of the week? My cheeky prediction of the week. Oh, okay. All right. So we mentioned about our defensive line and we mentioned about how the Russian yards are s slowly reducing game by game. I think with the unfair criticism to Mazzy Smith, I think he's going to get three tackles for loss in this game. <laughs> I think we're reading each other's minds again. Um, <laughs> is it one, like of those, that. one of those moments again, is it? Yeah, I'll, I'll pick on the other side of the ball, though. Um, let's see. I'm going to go... I'm going to say they, they try that uh, Brandon Cooks play again, and it, it connects for a touchdown. Like a long ball. Here's a, here's a, I wouldn't say it's a prediction in some way. I don't know who it would be, but I'm going to predict someone's going to get ejected from the game. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. I don't know who, but I've just got a weird spider sense tingling, like thinking it's going to okay. be. I don't know if it's going to be Cowboys or it's going I'm to be... I'm trying to think of like who on our team could get ejected. Probably like Jaron Curse. <laughs> probably Curse, but if it's the Dolphins, it'd probably be Ramsey. Yeah. yeah, probably, yeah. Yeah, so... I mean, he's kind of one of those players that like is a bit Micah Parsons coded where they're like... People are always all over him and like give him all this crap, but like... I don't know. I, I don't know. He's still a top player. <laughs> he top. doesn't get... Yeah, but he doesn't get a ton of the calls. Um, yeah. Either way, I think it. I think it will get chippy. I think this game means so much to both of these teams, so it's going to be super interesting. I think I'm hoping for at least a good slugfest. Um, how do you you want to give a score prediction? You can give a caveat if you want to give like two, like with or without Tyreek Hill, if you want to do that. No, I'll go. I'll go with just with the whole nine yards, okay. right? So, just like let's let's always just assume that he's playing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I think it's really does come down to Mister Superstar himself, Mister Brandon Aubrey. I think he's going to be the difference maker. He's going to win the game for All us. Right. I'm going to say okay. Cowboys thirty-one. Dolphins, 30. That close. Yeah. That, that close. 31, 30. Okay. Okay. One point. And it's going to be a... And that, it's a Brandon Aubrey thing and not a two-point conversion thing, then. It's going to be It's going to be a one point. Yep. Woo! Yep. So, Woo it, yeah, so it's going to be... How, how would I put that this again? Yeah, so it's got to be four touchdowns and a field goal. And that, okay. field, and that field goal is going to win it for us. I'm feeling Cowboys 28, Dolphins 25, hmm, 26. Okay. okay. Something like that. 
Interesting. All right. So, so mind before before we do go, mind I before we went on air, I had a little. There was a conspiracy theory I came across. Oh, that's right. Okay, bring it on. You're not gonna like this, and Cowboys Nation, you're not gonna like this. So, do you know how the NFL released the Super Bowl logos halfway through the season every year, like to kind of start promoting it for for the year, and it always has a color code on the logo. Yeah. So two years ago, it was orange and yellow, which was in in the, in the Super Bowl. It was the Bengals and the Rams. Uh, yep, Bengals and the Rams. The year before was green and red, Philly and Kansas. Right. This year, it's purple and red. I feel like you're a script truther. <laughs> About, so that means it's gonna be Ravens and 49ers? Yep. That's. Uh, as what the conspiracy theorists are saying. If that's the case, then I have lost faith in the league. It has become a script. Someone break into the system and change it to blue instead of red. Yeah. <laughs> make, it, make it blue and who's probably the most unlikely. I'll, I'll still take the Ravens going all the way. Yeah, make it blue and purple. Yeah, a nice. it's a nice gradient, you know? It's a nice subtle gradient. Yeah, the cool colors, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, that's that is. I don't like that theory. You're right, but it is you know going up against the Jimmy Johnson um, curse being broken. So like, they didn't factor that in when they color coded that um, that logo. Mm, very true. Very true. So you know, hopefully that hopefully the Jimmy was stronger than others. Hopefully the Jimmy Johnson curse can actually break that. Then hopefully, fingers crossed. Um, alrighty. Well, we are playing the Dolphins on Sunday. Be sure to tune in and chat with us on X, Twitter, what have you. Um, where can everyone find you, Paul? Yes, you can find me at I am Peace on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, and yourself, Meg? I am at Meg Murray with four R's on everything. Um, be sure to check out bloggingboys.com for all the latest and greatest Cowboys news. Um, you can listen to somebody, anybody talk about the Cowboys every single day by going and finding our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Look for Blogging Boys, rate, review, subscribe, tell Paul that you think his theory is whack and Jimmy Johnson's curse is stronger. Um, <laughs> I accept that. I accept that. Yeah. <laughs> and until next week, it is Dallas Forever, Philly for Never. Go Cowboys. Go Cowboys and Merry Christmas. Here we go.